This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, part of the Fan-Sided Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your host, Adam Patrick. All right, welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, the official podcast for thevikingage.com. I'm your host, Adam Patrick. I'm the editor and lead writer for the Viking Age. Before we get started, make sure to follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. The site's username on Twitter is at the Viking Age, and you can follow the site's Facebook page by heading to facebook.com slash the Viking Age. All right, joining me again on today's show is Dustin Baker. If you're on Twitter, you should be familiar with his work when he tweets about the Vikings uh, daily. Um, and he also writes, he's written some stuff for us here at the Viking Age, and he does some stuff for, for other outlets, including uh, Vikings Territory. Let's go check that out. Uh, so welcome back to the show, Dustin. Hi, how are you? Oh, just doing, doing wonderful. Um, it's been a bit... Since we last talked, so I'm just curious about maybe some of your thoughts on the off season so far. You know what what are you excited about when it comes to the Vikings off off season this year? Well, I've I'd like to say we've hit a slow point over the past week and a half. Uh, you're a writer yourself, and mm-hmm. I've uh, it's it's fun to capitalize on those those big topics as they break, and it f- feels like since Kubiak's hire, uh, it's been kind of quiet. So mm-hmm. I keep waiting for some of those. Uh, news bits like maybe Rudolph's release or Harris indeed moving on or being signed by or not signed by somebody else but a, a you know decline to pursue him for I keep waiting for those yep. news things to dribble out but so yeah it's been quiet um I guess studying the draft has been exciting um I am ultra intrigued to see how Clint Kubiak will uh I guess orchestrate his offense because we have this assumption that because his last name is Kubiak you know we'll have this continuity I think we will have some strain of continuity, whether it's the play calling, um, but I don't think it's going to be exact same thing. So my what I'm curious about right now, which keeps me up at night, is to figure out what wrinkles that he'll put in that are different than his dad, and then hopefully appease the folks that want more creativity or youth. That's the big one. Yeah, the terminology is going to stay the same, but I think uh, it might be more reminiscent of what kind of what Kevin Stefanski did, where you know it was you know. Running the ball is the emphasis, but he'll mix in some things like, you know, some some wide receiver passes or, or stuff like some crazy stuff like that um, that, you know, we didn't really see with Gary Kubiak because he just, you know, sticks to the bread and butter of, of what usually works. Um, on the flip side, what worries you the most about the offseason with the Vikings? Oh, boy. So I I enjoy Mike Zimmer. I, I have really um, appreciated the stability that he's brought to the franchise and uh, I make no secret of the fact that I love defense. So I'm worried that um, they do status quo 
And, you know, like the three technique defensive linemen that they have will be Shamar Steven again Ooh, or yeah. Jaleel Johnson. And then an offensive line, we bring some Schmo in to play <laughs> one of the guard spots. And then we just run it back with the hope that we will be injury free and in football. Yeah. Yeah. And then hope that's good enough. And it, that might be that might be enough to get us to the playoffs and see what happens. But I, I would like there to be some enhancements to the roster so that we don't rely on chance. Uh, you know, because we, we keep thinking that, well, we sucked because the injuries piled up. Well, the injuries could pile up again. Then what? Then Zimmer will be gone. So I am ner- This is probably the first time that I have agreed going into a season that Zimmer is on the proverbial hot seat. Yeah. Um, so I am in the firm camp that he'll need either a playoff win or an extremely competent showing in a playoff game for him to be on board for 2022. So, uh, and. Uh, me being worried about this is really all a guy can do in February because we haven't seen anything play out. I mean, yeah. they could land uh, Geno Atkins, you know, tomorrow, and then I would be like, oh, okay, now we're making moves. Um, right. But yeah, basically, basically just being vanilla with our choices in the offseason and hoping what we have constructed is enough. That's what worries me. Yeah, we really got to see what they do to clear cap space because I think we don't even know what the cap's going to be at this point. It's, there's so many different reports. <laughs> I think the, I think Schefter came out and said the minimum is 180. So, and then I saw some people said it might be as high as 190. Yeah. Um, the Vikings are going to have to clear, fi- figure out some ways to clear cap space, but that doesn't ne- necessarily mean they have to cut people. They can renegotiate and yeah. shift, shift the cap in the, in the next year when it's expected to skyrocket. Um, Cause things are supposed to kind of get back to normal in 2021. Um, so, I feel like you spend a lot of time on on Twitter defending Kirk Cousins. And it's not because you're Cousins' number one fan or anything like that, but you just don't enjoy when people have, you know, continue to spread false narratives mm-hmm. about him. So, you know, despite the production he's been able to have, why do you think so many people don't want Cousins to be their team's quarterback, including, you know, Vikings fans? Um, it, well, it will surprise you none that I've thought a lot about this because uh, you are correct that I'm not uh, Cousins' ultimate fan. Breaking news. Yeah, I mean, I like he's the Vikings quarterback, so I like him about as much as I liked Sam Bradford. And if people lied about Sam Bradford, I I didn't didn't like I didn't even like Sam Bradford. I'm not even going to hide that. I I I would tweet about him ad nauseum. Yeah. Um, So, yes, I I do have a verdict. And um, on my podcast with Brian McKinney, I have a a dude that uh, writes with us named Ron. And he really put it in perspective. and, And it's pretty obvious. It's it's all about this contract. It's the fact that the optics showed that it was fully guaranteed, and it was. And then in 2018, because of this um, mentality that all we needed was one quarterback that was better than Keenum to get us to the Super Bowl and win it, uh, and Cousins didn't do that. He struggled down the stretch, and the defense took a little tumble uh, comparatively to 2017 that once we didn't win in year one and he had that fully guaranteed deal, uh, it really the stink never got off of him. So that twenty eight million per year that you know we heard all the time uh, that never departed. And so when he hasn't carried his team, you know, by its collar of their shirt to the Super Bowl, he's to blame. And it's really weird because he's the one that's held to that standard. When Deshaun Watson went four and twelve, we didn't or nobody cared. It was just this big sympathy fest about like, oh poor guy. And then he asked for a trade, and it's like good for him. But can you imagine Cousins, you know, st- stomping around Minnesota saying he wanted out of here? Uh, I mean, the gall. 
Uh, so it's all money for Cousins, I think, uh, the naysayers, because he certainly does nothing to uh, encourage disdain about him. Uh, he's, I think he's affable. He's classy. Um, so I, I think he, he, quite frankly, has to get the Vikings to a Super Bowl to maybe alleviate uh, the resentments that are in his arena. Um, but yeah, it's, it's money. Yeah, I think we talked about uh, it might have been with you. I don't know. I don't know if it was uh, with you in an older episode, but I, I mentioned that in 2018 when he first came to the Vikings, I think if he got the Vikings to the divisional round that year, if he had the the 2019 playoffs in 2018, then I don't think there would have been as much backlash for for Cousins um, for his entire tenure with the Vikings. But it's 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 been that way, obviously, and people always point to the contract, but. I think that's sort of just uh just a lazy a lazy argument to have when there's there's other reasons maybe why people don't like him and then they they look at maybe some things that other people say where they're like he doesn't come up in big games or or he's you know not good in the fourth quarter when that's not really true and you've you've proven that many times on on Twitter um but I want to get your true feelings on Cousins so I'm gonna, I'm going to list sure. The current starting quarterbacks, or at least the projected quarterbacks in the NFL for next season. Okay. And you just let me know if you would rank them higher or lower than Cousins, and that way we can figure out where he ranks. On for a list. single season or from the rest of their careers? Let's say for 2021. Okay, for that standalone season. Yeah, because gotcha. if, if you did Trevor Lawrence, you'd be like, well... Yeah. yeah so let's do, let's just do 2021, so I'll All start. Right. We'll, just, we'll just go down the list. Um... Josh Allen. I would rather have Josh Allen. All right. What about Tua? No, thanks. <laughs> I need to see more. Uh, the Patriots currently don't have Cam Newton anymore, um, so we'll just go with Jared Stidham. No, thanks. Absolutely not. <laughs> Sam Darnold? I think he'll be good, but and if he somehow found his way to the Vikings, I'd get pumped about him, but no, I'd rather have Cousins. Lamar Jackson. Yes, I would take Lamar. Uh, I don't. I see him, his career going the way as Cam's, where you know he's about age thirty, thirty-one. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll be injury prone or injury riddled, and uh, but yeah, for a standalone season, I would take Lamar in a run-first offense like Zimmer has. Yeah, uh, Joe Burrow. Ooh, gosh, for a single season, can I tie his his? Um, no, I'm going to say not coming off the injury. Um, if I if I need okay, to win yeah. next season, that's too much of a question mark. Yep. Baker Mayfield. Ooh boy. No, I would I would get excited <laughs> about him on the Vikings, you know, because yeah. I like his personality. But no, I'd still take Cousins. Okay. Um, for some reason, this has Mason Rudolph listed as the top quarterback on the Steelers' Jeff death chart, but uh, Ben Roethlisberger is still on the team. So Roethlisberger. Got from about two years ago, maybe, but no, I uh, the num Roethlisberger got a pass because his team started like eleven and zero, but he was really kind of a, a little bit more productive game manager. So for next year, I don't even know if he'll be the Steelers quarterback. Uh, right? No, but in, of course, of course, he's had a better career than Cousins to date. So uh, just not next year for me. I take Cousins over. This is, a t- this is a tough one. Yep. Sean Watson. No, uh, of course I'm taking Watson. Uh, I think he's <laughs> dynamic. Wherever he ends up going, that team will has guaranteed relevance for the next decade. So definitely give me Watson over Cousins. Right, this guy just landed with the Colts, Carson Wentz. No thanks. Um, <laughs> I, I did predict on Twitter that he will rejuvenate things um, with the Colts, but I feel like 
he would probably just do his Eagles garbage with the Vikings with the offensive line. I'm assuming that Trevor Lawrence is going to land with the Jaguars, so I'll just say Trevor Lawrence for them. It's almost impossible to segregate the future outlook on him. Um, right. I think I, I think I'd go bold here and go for one year. I'll keep. I'll go with Lawrence. Oh wow! Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ryan Tannehill. I really think he and Cousins are like identical. Yeah. And uh, because the Titans have a better offensive line and then had a better defense this year, um, I just like Cousins got a better arm. I'm still taking Cousins over Tannehill. All right. All right. Uh, Drew Locke. I, even though, I even think, though it seems like he's on the way up. I think that he, he, the narrative on him right now that he sucks is very unfair. Um, you know, he, he's like Has he been rookie. in the league two years. Yeah, he's like a rookie's age, 24. He's, he's, I think, one month younger than Joe Burrow, and nobody cares about that. Uh, But no, definitely Cousins over Locke, but I think Locke (laughs) will still have a promising career. This is going to be the toughest one of all. Uh, Patrick Mahomes. (laughs) Mahomes. All right. Fine. Uh, Derek Carr. It's another one that's eerily similar to Cousins statistically, uh, but I'm still taking Cousins. Okay. This will be an interesting one. Justin Herbert. Ooh. Yeah, that you have to take into, take into account a possible sophomore slump. Uh, you know, it's not likely, but it wouldn't be weird. Herbert or Cousins? Oh, man. <laughs> I'll take Herbert. I better be uh, safe and go Herbert. All right. Support for the Viking Age podcast is brought to you today by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. We have an exclusive offer for our listeners, which is 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. Manscaped has created the best ball hair trimmer ever, the Lawnmower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. In addition, this trimmer comes with an LED light for a more precise shave and is waterproof to make your shower shave, clean, and dry. So once again, get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code FANSIDED20. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Um, all right, moving on to the NFC, Dak mm-hmm. Prescott. He should if he's be, hel- I, I feel like he should be fine. Yeah, if he's healthy, I would take Prescott over Cousins. Okay. Um, who's next? Oh, Daniel Jones. No, thanks. <laughs> no, he's another one that could be like Drew Locke and still figure it out, but mm-hmm. uh, in, the, in the Vikings offensive line, I don't... Yeah, I, don't I forget he's only been in the league for two years. Yeah. It feels like he's been in there way longer. No, he um, played pretty well the first year, but he had 18 yeah. fumbles and then this year <laughs> he didn't have he didn't have Saquon. He like quite literally got 18 fumbles his first year. Then he fixed his fumbles a little bit and then he that one play he just fell down with nobody around yeah. him. Uh so no thanks on Jones over Cousins. Uh Jalen Hurts. No thanks. I need to see a lot more. Ooh, um all right. 
They have Alex Smith listed as the Washington quarterback, but I, I don't want any he, of them. I believe, yeah, I believe he's a free agent. How, when, not Taylor Heineke. Come on. No, I don't want any. I don't want anything to do with any of those Washington quarterbacks. They had their chance. Is Trubisky? He's a free agent, right? Yeah. Yep. He's uh, um. So he's I guess I guess Nick Foles is the only one left. So Nick Foles. One of the he'll. When we look back on things, when you and I are old men doing podcasts, we're gonna he'll have one of the weirdest careers ever. Like he, Nick Foles. Yeah, he got oh yeah first or second year, whatever that was. He was phenomenal. And then he bounced around and sucked, and then he showed up on a Super Bowl, and he's back to sucking. It's like when he's not expected to be good, then he's spectacular. But the moment you say you're our starter, he's just average. So, no way, shape, or form do I want Foles <laughs> over Cousins. Yeah, I can't really think of anyone whose career has been like him. I, I can I could probably crunch numbers and figure it out. Flacco Flacco was a yeah. lot better in the grand picture, um, but yeah, it's it was such like a Trent Dilfer maybe. But Dilfer wasn't even good for. I feel like he had Ravens a couple good years, well, not for the Ravens, but I feel like he had a couple good years with the Bucks. Yeah, when yeah they sucked, but he he was pretty decent. But the thing that we always you know we're debating quarterback records, we always. Me included, always say, yeah, well, look at Dilfer. He got one. But he wasn't even good during that playoffs in <laughs> no. Super Bowl. He just did, a, like, quite, frank, like, just a game manager. Uh, almost like Brad Johnson was for us in 2006, where yeah. it was, like, declared that he was a game manager. That's what Dilfer was that year. Yeah, I feel like when people talk about that argument about, like, Dilfer winning a Super Bowl, they should also talk about quarterbacks who've, who've made the Super Bowl because it, then you have to talk about, like, oh, Rex Grossman made a, made yeah. a Super Bowl and yeah. things like that. So. Uh oh, the Lions. Jared Goff. No thanks. Uh, he was <laughs> super exciting in 2018. Um, but since he's kind of turned into just that pretty good quarterback, yeah. probably the way people perceive Cousins. You know, pretty good, nothing special. Uh, but no, and he's another guy that's got a long way to go, and maybe well, he won't do it. With he's the still Lions. pretty young, though. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Come in 2016. Yep. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers. For a year with the Vikings, uh, yeah, I'd take Rodgers. Yeah. All right. Ooh, Matt Ryan. No, thanks. Um, he would do just fine. He would be Cousins-esque in the Vikings offense, mm-hmm. but uh, I like Cousins is more mobile, and people <laughs> don't want to believe that. But when given the chance or when preached to, Cousins is pretty darn mobile. Uh, if you need to verify that, look at any of the Washington seasons he was there. That's why he scored like 18 touchdowns while he was in Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'll take Cousins over Matt Ryan. I feel like Teddy's on his way out of Carolina, but he's he's still there. So Teddy Teddy Bridgewater. No, I love Teddy. I love Duh and love uh, but uh, not over Cousins. <laughs> um, let's see. Drew Brees is on his way out, so Taysom Hill's the only guy left because Jameis Winston is a free agent. Yeah. No. I, I, <laughs> no. Taysom Hill thing is. I the two things on him is it's just hilarious that they think that he's like this huge gem that uh, that's really Hall cool. of Famer. That you can sprinkle him in and uh, have him be all surprising and stuff, and it, it will always bug me that that he was the only offense they had in the playoff game in 20, uh, 2019 season. That the only thing they could do at all versus the Vikings was his gadget crap. Yeah, um, the guy who just won again, Tom Brady. Oh, I'd have to take Brady. I'd be foolish not to after what he just did. I've seen the thing like. Would the Bucks have won the Super Bowl if, if Cousins was the quarterback? And I think much, so. Yeah. I don't know. I go back and forth because I just feel like Brady has this a whole another element that isn't 
on the field. Like just, if you drop just, if just you drop the, Cousins into that Super Bowl, yes, he could have won. I don't know if Cousins would have done like does, great. Like whole, does Gronk come back? Does Antonio yeah. Brown sign with the Bucks? Does, yeah, probably does not. Leonard Fournette, you know, sign with them. And then Cousins has to go win three road games for even getting there. Mm-hmm. That's a big ask of anybody not named Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyler Murray. Ooh, I like the mobility and the youth, and he could be sitting on a breakout year. I'd take Kyler Murray. Oh yeah. Yep. Okay. Matthew Stafford on the Rams. Nope. Um, I've always respected his game, but he has never, ever, ever scared me as a quarterback. I always watch him, and he gives me complete Drew Bledsoe vibes, where I'm like, this is a darn good quarterback. But Oh, eh, wow. Okay. That's a name drop I haven't heard in a while. No, no. no I mean, if you go look at their numbers and then correlate yeah. Bledsoe's I, era versus... I completely agree. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly how I feel about him, like... If I'm playing Madden, I don't really do that anymore. Uh, but when I did, uh, you know, you'd see Drew Bledsoe's name, be like, "Oh, sweet, I'll get him. He'll throw five, four thousand passing yards." The exact same wheel, exact same way I feel about Stafford. Yeah, um, I think I was just thinking about Bledsoe the other day because he used to be on the Bills. And they were, yep, Bills and thought, Cowboys. They thought they were going to be amazing, and he was not. Oh, the Patriots, of course. Yep, Jimmy Garoppolo. No, he can't stay healthy for the life of him. Um, he's only thrown over seven touchdown passes in his career once in a season. Yeah, just at uh, 2018. He's got a very f- uh, favorable narrative that surrounds him because, you know. He's, he was with the Patriots? With the Patriots. He was boy wonder there. Uh, then, you know, he's good looking. And then he went <laughs> to the Super Bowl. You think, they, people, you think people like him because he's good looking? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because he looks like Clark Kent. I think that's <laughs> that's part of the whole thing. Uh, yeah, so he has a very friendly narrative that uh, follows him around. Um and he might be a guy that he just gets a full 16 games in a decent system. Um, then he can replicate what he did the last, or 2019 with the 49ers. But no, I, I, I would, there's no way I'd take him over Cousins. The guy I think uh, the Texans should trade for, or trade to Sean Watson for, Russell Wilson. Oh, I'm definitely taking Russell. Um, there was sometimes before Mahomes really proved that he's the best of the best. So this was probably about this time last year where I would have taken Wilson over Mahomes. Um, he's just, I, it's spooky. So we always talk about wait till Cousins gets an offensive line. Same thing for Wilson. Um, both of them maybe hold the ball a bit too long. Uh, but Wilson, it's, <laughs> I think my uh, admiration for Wilson is derived from him getting the Vikings so many times, seven times in his career he's beat them, uh, that I, he's, he's like the quintessential quarterback that when I think of a late game drive, it's going to win it, it's him. Like and I even think that in my brain before Mahomes and Rodgers and Brady, uh, because I've just he always anytime I watch it he finds a way to come back and yeah so de- definitely oh we know yep definitely uh, Wilson over Cousins that, that's a no brainer Vikings fans found that out last year when they decided to go for it on fourth and two yeah never gonna live that down um all right you want to find out what you ranked Cousins oh uh, yeah it's probably gonna be lower thirteenth or so close twelfth. 12th, yep, and that's so. that's really fair. That's where I, I think that he is. On. Yeah, I don't think that's terrible. I don't no, think that's some, some Sundays he uh, he looks you know top three, and then some Sundays he looks top 40. <laughs> yeah, he plays against the Falcons, you know, just throws an yep. interception on the first pass. Mm-hmm. All right, so you think Cousins is number 12? Yeah, I, I can go with that. I'm um, actually really pleased how that turned out, because right? That's uh, that's what I that's where I would rank the one. So, uh, if if People who listen to this know me based on my social media um, interactions. 
please know that that is not a retrospective of players' careers. Uh, the Roethlisberger so next year, one yeah. really bugs me because I've respected his game for a long time. But based on what I saw in 2020, and he's probably one of these dudes that's eligible for a complete cliff dive like uh, Breeze had with his performance. I wouldn't want to risk it for the Vikings. I'd rather have uh, Cousins' relative youth. Right. And even if you went like careers, I think Cousins and Matthew Stafford would be pretty close. Oh, they are. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but moving on, after having over 350 touches last season, what are your expectations for Dalvin Cook in 2021? More of the same. Uh, he, we talked, you and I, at this time last year, maybe not quite this early, uh, but when we met, um, we were at the head of the train defending him and trying to get him a new contract. Yeah. It ultimately worked. And then he came out and almost started to get an MVP chatter when the team mm-hmm. ended up uh, evening the season, so to speak, in November. Um, so I would expect more of the same from Dalvin. Um, I certainly empathize with the folks that don't want to pay running backs, but when it comes to a top three back, I completely ignore the philosophy. So if you have Derrick Henry or you have Dalvin, uh, then I do think you empty your piggy bank. Uh, but if th- these are dudes like Philip Lins- Philip Lindsay or Devin Singletary, <clears throat> of course, they I think they are a dime a dozen. Um, but I do expect Dalvin to have a replication um, of what he did in 2020 because uh, he's just that damn good. Um, this, this, this The offensive line system that we have, and one thing we never really do is give the offensive line any credit for run blocking. They're, they're pretty decent with that. We always talk about how garbage they are with pass protection. Um, so, yeah, I think he is the quintessential Vikings weapon, um, especially the way Zimmer runs things. And, yeah, I would expect another... 15, 1,600 yards from scrimmage, and hopefully north of 12, 13 touchdowns. Speaking of offensive line, it's funny how in the NFC Championship when Aaron Rodgers you know, got sacked a bunch by the Bucks, and then in the Super Bowl when Patrick Mahomes got sacked a bunch by the Bucks, the it, nobody blamed them. It was, uh, <laughs> it was the offensive line. But, yeah. um, you know, if that happens to Kirk Cousins, it's like, oh, he's terrible. Yeah. And it's I was I was actually pleasantly surprised that uh, there was that talk because it started uh, people realizing that Mahomes cannot by himself go win a Super Bowl. Yeah, he tried. Um, and the one thing, yeah, he did. And he certainly did. He was he was he was pretty darn good in his efforts. Uh, yeah. But uh, I've, I said this on a different show about two weeks ago that the only reason that game was even fun to watch was because Mahomes was on the other side. It, it was an ass kicking. The mm-hmm. Chiefs didn't belong in that game on that on that given night. The Bucks were superior in every way, and the only reason that any of us were excited um, was because Mahomes. We kept thought, we kept thinking up until like the five minutes left in the game that he was going to do his magic. Any other quarterback outside of maybe him or Wilson, uh, we would have been like, "This game sucks." I mean, boring, <laughs> just just a complete walkover. Um, so. He gets a lot of credit, deservedly so, and the fact that he was third in MVP voting was a farce as well. It should have been a somewhat even vote split between Rodgers and Mahomes uh, because if you like talk to some lady at the grocery store tomorrow who's the best quarterback of football, that lady's going to say Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's that Le- LeBron James-itis where he's definitely the best quarterback in football, uh, but based on the numbers, we're going to give it to Rodgers because he had more touchdown passes. Yeah, it happened to Jordan, and then you look at Bill Belichick, probably could have been coach yeah. of the year like and it's, it's, nine it's, times. It's, it's unfair. Uh, it's, it's very weird that these sports minds don't realize what they're doing. And LeBron is the um, example I always go to because he's played in 17 seasons 
And for about 14 of that, he's been universally declared as the best player in basketball. And he only has won MVP four times. It should be like at least 10. Yeah. But. And he's been able to win with like scrubs. Yep. So. Indeed. Um, what do you think is an underrated need for the Vikings um, this offseason that you believe will play a you know, a pretty big part in their ability to be successful or not. Sure. Sure. So Mike Hughes, uh, you know, God love him. I don't know if he will ever escape the injury stuff because they're neck injuries and those are, uh, especially heinous. So I think it's underrated to bring in a veteran cornerback. Um, (laughs) so we don't sneak up and draft one at number 14, like Zimmer would prefer. Mm. (laughs) So yeah, I think that, uh, we are, prognosis of Dantzler for sure is exciting and we think he's going to be awesome and Gladney I'm excited about some people were not pleased with his past coverage but I think those two will be he's a rookie yeah great corners um, but I, I I wouldn't put any eggs in the basket that Hughes will be completely healthy because he hasn't been yeah. uh, so I would go out and find a, a journeyman veteran corner or even even if Rhodes uh, was was super cheap. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing him back as, <laughs> as not back. as not the CB one, but as like the CB two, CB three, because he he kind of turned things around in Indianapolis. He's not coming back. Um, <laughs> no, he's probably actually gonna. He might go to the Eagles because okay, the guy who was his defensive backs coach with the Vikings was there with him with the Colts last year, and now he's the defensive coordinator. You must have intel that tells you Rose isn't coming back. Uh, I just don't think. I think Mike Zimmer's moved on. He's got his young corners, and, and I don't think Xavier Rhodes wants to be, you know, Terrence Newman. Okay. Because um, Rhodes is pretty young still. I feel like he's like 31, 30. Oh, yeah. Around mm-hmm. there. So he's not, he's not old. He's still got oh, a bunch it, of time left in his career. And make no mistake, he deserved to not be on the team last year. He was, he was yeah, horrible. He was absolutely not horrible in 2019. So I'm not saying that uh, we should have never let him go. Um, but I was really surprised that he turned things around with the Colts. And mm-hmm. I didn't. I don't know if he would ever consider that. But I, what I would like would be a game ready cornerback. If, yeah. If one of those youngsters regresses, or if we have pass rush problems again, it would be nice to have an insurance policy. Oh, for sure. I think they should definitely look into a veteran corner. And there's a lot, a lot of guys that have connections to to Zimmer out there, um, and some of the other guys on their staff. And keep an eye out. They just they just hired the the Alabama guy for to be their defensive yeah. backs coach. So a lot of people Carl are Scott. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of people are connecting. Uh, what's his name? Patrick Sertain. Yeah. Um, to the sequel. Yeah, um, he, Sertain. I I'll tell you this right now. He will be irresistible if he's there at fourteen. Mm-hmm. And it won't even. I don't even think you can call it a Zimmer special. I think it will be a uh, best player available special. Yeah, I mean you can make because you can make Gladney into like your nickel. Mm-hmm. So yeah, absolutely can. Dancer and Sertain there on, your, then, on the outside, then you're, you're good. And it, assuming that Sertain is game ready, uh, then you would have Dantzler, Gladney, um, Sertain, and maybe even a healthy Hughes. And then boom, you're like, wow, we got good corners now. All, Whereas, on, uh, all on rookie contracts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then at this time last year, we're like, God, what are we going to do at cornerback? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I think for me, like an underrated need is probably safety. I'm very mm-hmm. curious to see what they do with that. I, I, I got this hunch that they, they're going to bring Anthony Harris back for like a, ch- a cheaper one year deal, maybe like a prove it deal to see like for him. Really? Cause I keep hearing he's going to have a lot of interest from the outside, but I just, I don't know. I, I'm not, I'm, cause he, cause he regressed last year. So, he, and he's, he, and he's not young. He's, no. he's in, I think he's in his thirties. Yeah. He or was at least uh, close. 
he was a uh, undrafted dude, and then yeah. he didn't really bust out until late twenties. So I think a common misconception is is that we're letting like some twenty six year old dude walk out the door. Yeah, and, I, no. and I don't want to compare the two, but remember what twenty seventeen Anderson Deho had a pretty good season, yeah, as well. And then you know he played like himself for the rest of his <laughs> career. I'm not yeah. comparing the two because I do think Harris is much better than Sandejo, but the, at the same the, time I just don't I don't know what Harris's market is out there, how many people are cuz we've we've seen in the past NFL teams they don't want to pay safeties. Yeah, it's kind of like uh non-pass rushing linebackers. I I thought when the offseason started that Ken, uh Kendrick, excuse me. Uh Wilson was as good as gone. Um and then I started to study up on it and the decent middle linebackers that don't rush the quarterback so they're not edge guys, they don't make a lot of money unless no. they are Kendricks or like Bobby Wagner. They're not making a lot of money. So I expect Wilson to be back on the team. So it'll be Wilson, really? Barr, and Kendricks. Yeah, um, but with Harris, the reason that we forecast that he'll probably be gone is because on all of these lists, these top 50, he's in the top 10. And so the rest of the world, like the PFF folks, haven't quite realized that he regressed. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest problem was he didn't have any inter- interceptions, and the year before, no. 2019, he led the damn league in it. Yeah, so Six, seven? Yeah, he had uh, six, and he tied with the dude from the Patriots, and this yeah. was supposed to be you know, his make-or-break year because of the franchise tag, and then nothing. Uh, he had a lot of tackles, though, but we also <laughs> gave opportunities to have tackles. Yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> want the safety having a lot of tackles. <laughs> yeah. That means someone got back there. Yep. Um, so this kind of leads me to my, my last question for you, though, which is you can only mm-hmm. pick one. Would you rather have the Vikings bring back Anthony Harris or Riley Reef next year? Ooh, um, probably Reef because we have this uh, outside of O'Neal. Uh, we have an offensive line that grades very well for the most part in run blocking and poorly in pass blocking. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reef's specialty is the opposite. Although he's not poor with run blocking, he's a pretty darn good pass blocker, pass defender, and um, not so not quite as good as run blocking. So it seems like for a team that is thirsty for pass protection, it would be bizarre to get rid of one of the good pass protection assets. So, But the thing is, we asked him to restructure, which he begr- begrudgingly did um, late last summer, and I don't know if he'll want to do that again because we certainly can't bring him back at $15 million or whatever it is. I would rather have Reef because, as we know, offensive linemen are a precious commodity for us. Um, we tend to think that, well, we'll just plug in this guy. We're going to be okay. And that doesn't bode well. It, it, it makes for slapstick comedy. You have like the worst possible guards that you can find um, as graded by pro football focus. So Harris, his, his slight regression um, gave me... Oh, I guess it soured me on him a bit because I do think he'll be able to get decent money on the open market. Um, and we're so cash strapped that I think there's a better chance that you can backload Reef's deal and bring him back. So I'm going to go with uh, offensive line. I don't know if you could even say continuity, uh, but I'd, I'd rather not have to go shop for two guards because if you get rid of Reef, then you're shopping for two guards. And we all know how well we are. We do with guard shopping. Not very good. Yeah, I, I was talking to... The Athletics' Chad Graff on the, my last episode, and he, I feel like he kind of alluded to the Vikings maybe trying to extend Riley Reef, but, you know, it wouldn't be get, making sure he's there for, like, an extra two or three years. An extension where it lowers his cap it this year, and then, you know, after this year, maybe there's an option 
for another year or something like that. Just a way to move cap space into 2022 to just try and lower that because I I think they want to, they want to keep him and, and Riley Reef wants to stay with the Vikings. He obviously, um, you know, he took that pay cut, so he he wants to stay with his team. He likes where he is. Um, he's probably pretty pissed off that they traded Yannick Ngakwe after six games, but he's up. <laughs> but he also got that they just gave him that they renegotiated to give him that million dollar bonus um, that he missed out on because of COVID. Um, so I'm I'm curious to see what they do, but I think they're going to try and bring him back and, and Harris. I just I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to go. I got a question. That. I got a question for you before we hop off. Oh so, yeah. Okay. So go. one or two relatively credible mock drafts have shown the two wide receivers Chase no. and Smith. No, I want to hear. I want. No, it's okay. <laughs> I want. They fell to the Vikings. Yeah. And in 1998. We had Jake Reed and Chris Carter, and for some godforsaken reason, we drafted Randy Moss. Yeah. So I want to know from you, if one of those men was there at 14, would you be pissed that we selected Chase or Devonta Smith? I don't think I'd be pissed. I think it would be a waste. Not necessarily that these guys aren't good, but that they're not going to get used the way they should in the Vikings offense. Okay, that's fair. It's, it's based around the run. Um, you look at when the Vikings drafted Randy Moss in 98, mm-hmm. you know, they, had, they had Robert Smith. He was, you know, good running back, but their offense was definitely way more wide open. Yeah, but we also uh, don't know that Zimmer's going to be around forever, though. Right. Um, right. But then you still have Dalvin Cook under contract for Correct. for a while. So you're going to want him to be, and he. we know the team does better when he has the ball in his hands yeah. um, more than not. Um, I just, I think as much as it's fun to think about that, one, I don't think either of those guys falls that low to number yeah. 14. I think somebody else picks him up before he, they even get there. Um, it just, I just don't think it'll happen. And then, it's yeah, it's fun. I would love to see, you know, 3D version <laughs> 2 or whatever. But yeah. that would that would... That would be more suited for like the Chiefs offense or, yeah. or something or like the Cowboys or something like that where they're going to throw the ball and they're going to get the most they can out of their three receivers where the Vikings, their third receiver was what, Chad Beebe yep. last year? And then his talent level probably had to do with the amount of targets he had, but you know he didn't get that many targets. Maybe I think Irv Smith might have been the third most targeted uh, yeah, tight end stopped- receiver. We stopped throwing it to Dalvin like a lot, and yeah. that's what we usually did in the past. So when we stopped doing that for whatever reason, then then yeah, it went I wouldn't more to Irv. I wouldn't have a problem with it if they were if Zimmer was like, you know, we have this guy now, we're gonna go and pass more. That's what we're mm-hmm. gonna do. Yeah, but that, that's a big if, isn't it? But he uh, he's already pretty much come out and said, you know, we're not gonna do that. And I <laughs> and I highly, highly, highly doubt after the season that. The Vikings defense just had that Zimmer is going to be like, yeah, we can use our first round pick on uh, our receiver because we we don't have a second round pick, so we're just going to wait until the third round to address the defense that was terrible last year. Yeah. So you do you want an edge rusher or what? Um. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that or three technique. Yeah. Defensive tackle. I think there's might be a little too high to get a safety at fourteen, but and then I wouldn't be surprised if the Vikings just traded back to get you know yeah. a lower first round. Yeah, pick we keep uh, a second. We keep on all these shows and then all these writings. We keep talking about what we'll do at fourteen, but I bet, I bet we'll end up trading so we can get a yeah. second rounder back. Because that's that's a spot too where like, if a quarterback falls, 
the Vikings could be in like a sweet spot where like if Trey Lance falls and there's there's teams behind the Vikings that mm-hmm. want to trade up, like say the Steelers, they want mm-hmm. they want to get that. They're gonna be calling Rex Spielman on the phone like. Hey, we'll give you a second and our first. And he's going to be like, yes, I will take that. Yeah. And he, uh, Spielman, um, is an absolute wizard in the second round. Oh, if, you yeah. go, if you go through the last, gosh, since 2015. Kendrick. And Dalvin, Irv Smith. Yep. Irv, Kendricks, O'Neill. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's there, Rudolph of all the way back to 2011. Yeah. Um, it's, it's like he doesn't miss in the second round. Right. Like, I, and that's, there, <laughs> Pull it up at home. At home, uh, it feels like the first round. There's other people like pitching in their ideas that maybe, maybe, maybe the owners are like, "We like this guy. You should get him." And then, then it turns out to be Laquan Treadwell or, yeah. or or Trey Waynes, and you're like, probably could have picked someone different. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm. I'm. That's gonna. That's gonna be interesting. The draft. Um. I'm just curious to how they do it all because there's no scouting combine really this year. You know, they're going to have to rely on tape. There's no, they don't have George Payton this year. He's been there for a while. I'm curious to see how they do things without him because I, I, I hear that he had a lot to do with, with those trades. So I'm curious to see if they trade as much yeah. as they used to. Um, so we'll see. Do you got anything else? I do not. I appreciate you having me on. Oh, no problem. All right. But that'll do it for us today. Uh, make sure to follow Dustin on Twitter at DustBaker. Is that correct? Yes, it is. Yes, follow him. He's got good Vikings takes and writes a lot about the Vikings as well. Go check that out. He's got his own podcast, the Believe in Vikings podcast, with former Vikings offensive lineman Brian McKinney. I know you've had a lot of um, fun guests on there. Like You've had Jared Allen. You've had Adrian Peterson. You got anyone coming up? Um, We always... we're supposed to have Antoine Winfield Sr. Um, oh, oh, yeah, that's right. I think I saw you said that. Yep, yeah, but he, for some reason, so he confirmed, but then he didn't text um, Bryant on the day of. So have a little too much fun at the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, he must have. Uh, and then we keep trying to get Everson Griffin. He'll eventually come on. Yep. And uh, th- But the thing about Brian McKinney is, first of all, he went to Miami, so he knows somehow knows every player that ever went to Miami. And then oh, yeah. every, everybody from the Vikings from about – 2002 until 2011 uh he knows him because he's like this big jolly giant so uh i'll just say like yeah how about so-and-so and he's like oh yeah i know him i know him i'll, I'll give him a call and then it, it usually works out i think the only one that didn't work out was uh the week that we played the cowboys i asked if he could get brad johnson because johnson played for the cowboys yep. for a year uh but he's like yeah i don't have brad's number that's the only time that he's, he's a little kind of- older yeah, he kind of like shut me. He was just like, I don't think I know him. Uh, but <laughs> so yeah, we're we're gonna. My my goal is to get a, a current player. We've had all of these dudes of yesteryear, so mm-hmm. I'm I'm hoping to uh, one of the edge rushers. Can't remember if it was Rousseau or that Quitty or however you say his name. One of those dudes is is from Miami, so I'm gonna yeah, guess Rousseau that, is. Yeah, Rousseau. So I'm gonna guess that Brian might be able to hook that up if that guy's allowed to do podcasts. I don't know. There's another it, kid too. I think uh, his name might be. Jalen Phillips, I think he's he's from Miami too. Yeah, and, and he, he played when we last were, year. Okay, when we were uh, speculating on that show last week about free agency, we talked about Geno Atkins, and McKinney chimed in like, "Oh yeah, my mom and his mom, they love each other." So we might be able to get <laughs> Geno Atkins on on the show and start pressuring him and tell him why to sign with the Vikings. So that's our next goal. Yeah, definitely, definitely do that. I would love to see. Yeah, Gino right. on, the, on the Vikings. Um, but that's it for us. Make sure to follow. The Viking Age on Twitter, at The Viking Age, and then follow on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash 
the Viking Age, um, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. But until next time, we will talk to you later. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.